Hello and welcome to the Monday edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm Dustin Roberts and I'll also be your host as Rabbi Schneider gives us a rapid fire overview of Messianic prophecy. Throughout the Bible, we see messianic prophecies emerge, pointing us to the identity of the Messiah. And today, Rabbi Schneider is going to go through the first seven of 21 prophecies that he's identified in our new series titled, Rapid Fire Messianic Prophecy. There's a lot of ground to cover, so if you'd like to take some notes on this fascinating subject, be sure to download Rabbi's study guide at discoveringthejewishjesus.com and write Right now, here is Rabbi Schneider. The concept of the Messiah was not something that originated in the New Testament. It had been prophesied about in the pages of what we call the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible. The Hebrew Bible told us that Messiah would be eternal, that he wouldn't just be a man or a great teacher. He wouldn't just lead Israel back to the Torah, but the Messiah would literally be eternal. I'm looking now at the book of Micah, chapter number five, verse two. The grass withers and the flowers fade, beloved ones, but the word of the Lord abides forever. Hear the word of God. But as for you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His goings forth, are from long ago, from the days of eternity. We read the same thing in John chapter 1, verses 1 and 14, concerning the eternal nature of the Messiah. Once again, Micah told us that his goings forth would be from long ago. The Messiah would be from eternity. Listen to what John tells us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh. That's the person of Jesus, the physical clothing of Messiah into our earth. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. As we continue our journey, and I'm wanting to go in chronological order, beginning with the eternal nature, and I'm going to keep on moving the process forward. And so as we continue down the road of the journey of Messiah in the pages of the Hebrew Bible, we find that Messiah will be called Emmanuel, God with us. And so when we turn to the pages of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14, Isaiah tells us this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and we will call his name Emmanuel. Of course, the scripture is fulfilled. We oftentimes hear it quoted during the Christmas season in the book of Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, where we find this. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. So we see that he's from the days of eternity, that he's God with us. And furthermore, we see as we continue down this road of messianic prophecy, that this Messiah would not only be eternal God, but that he would be a son. He'd be the son who has always been 
in the bosom, Baruch Hashem, bless the name of the Lord, of the Father. So we turn to Psalm number two. I'm going to be reading here verses number seven, 11, and 12. Hear the word of God. I will surely tell the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Do homage to the son that he may not become angry and you perish in the way. For his wrath may soon be kindled. How blessed are those who take refuge in him. What is so amazing about this is that David had revelation that the son was God. David is actually saying here that we need to do homage to the son, that we don't perish. And I really am fascinated by this because although David had understanding that somehow the son was part of the Godhead, today, Judaism does not have revelation that God has a son. And in fact, look at Christians as kind of pagans because we believe that God has manifested himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which they see as worshiping three gods. So I just find this fascinating in our study of Messianic prophecy that we find in the Hebrew scriptures that God has a son. Of course, we see this confirmed many places, but I love the point in Matthew 17, 5. We read this. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And so, once again, we see this concept of the Son of God being the Messiah. As we continue down our rapid-fire prophecies today, we're going to look at the fact that the Hebrew Scriptures foretold that Messiah would not only be eternal, but he would also come into the world through a woman. And so we read in the book of Bereshit, the book of beginnings, we call it in English, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, these words. The Lord is speaking here to the serpent that he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Whose seed? The woman's seed. So the Lord is saying to the devil, I'm going to put distance between you and the woman and between her seed and your seed. He shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. Of course, all the gospels uh, bear witness to this what we call the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all tell us how Yeshua was born from the virgin, we say in Hebrew, Miriam, translated into English as Mary. John's gospel is different in the sense that John's gospel just begins to tell the story of Yeshua from eternity. But the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, show us how this prophecy in Genesis was fulfilled with the Messiah coming into the world as the offspring of a woman, fully God and fully man. God meeting humanity, God clothing himself in humanity. Theologically, this is called the hypostatic union. The Messiah is fully God and fully man. He came into the world as the offspring of a woman. The Messiah will be the seed of Abraham. He came through a woman, but as we trace this lineage down, it first begins to take clarity 
when the Lord told us he's going to come through the seed of Abraham or Abraham. We read about this in the book of Genesis, chapter 22, verse 18, where the Lord says to Abraham, in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. This is important. Think about this. We're going back now to the first book of the Bible. We're going back to the Torah and the first book of the Torah, sacred foundational teaching for all the entire word. The Torah is the foundation. So the Lord says to Abraham in the Torah, in your seed, Abraham, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Now I want you to consider this in light of this factor. The first verse of the Brit Hadashah or the New Testament begins by telling us that Jesus came into the world as the seed of Abraham. Why did the Lord make the first verse of the New Testament, Matthew 1, 1, to talk about the fact that Jesus is the offspring of Abraham? Because the Lord, beloved ones, wants us to understand how the Hebrew Bible or Old Testament and New Testaments fit together like a hand in a glove. So let's now pick up with Matthew 1.1, hear the word of God. The record of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. See, a lot of times Christians today, they don't really connect the Old and New Testaments. But the Lord thought it was so important to connect our faith in Jesus to the Hebrew Bible that he actually began the New Testament by tying Jesus back to Abraham. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, we have an announcement about a new book from Rabbi. The Old Testament is more than a collection of traditions. Rather, it paints a rich and colorful picture of Jesus, proving that He is indeed the Messiah, drawing from Hebrew tradition, where prophecy is multidimensional. In Messianic Prophecy Revealed, Rabbi Kurt Schneider unpacks scripture that not only declares the future, but he reveals how the whole of scripture points to Christ. Call 800-777-7835 or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and be absolutely confident that Jesus is the Messiah. Messianic Prophecy Revealed. We're so excited about this book release. It really does build absolute confidence that the Old Testament points to Jesus as the Messiah. So get your copy today and now. Here is Rabbi with the rest of today's message. As we continue, not only do we find that Yeshua would be the offspring or the seed of Abraham, but the Lord brings it to even greater precision when he tells us that Messiah will furthermore proceed from Abraham's son Isaac and through Isaac's son Jacob. So the laser beam is getting narrow and narrow as the Lord prophesies to the world in advance the genealogical line, the family line that Messiah would come into the world through. Genesis 17, 19. But God said, your wife will bear you a son and you shall call his name Isaac and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. So once again, we find the clarity. God is speaking to Abraham and he's telling Abraham that the lineage, the birth of the Messiah, it's not gonna come through Ishmael, 
the Lord specifies, no, it's going to come through your son, Isaac. So once again, we're getting clarity. The Messiah is coming through a very particular line. And not only through Isaac, but the Lord further clarifies that it's going to proceed down the lane through Isaac's son, Jacob. And so we have a very mysterious verse in the book of Numbers, chapter 24, verse 17. Hear the word of God. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come forth from Jacob. I don't know what it is about that one. I just love that one so much. What an incredible supernatural vision we see here of Messiah in the distance, not yet having been manifest to the world. He's far, he's not near, but he's coming and he's the star of Jacob. Now, many of you know that Jacob is also Israel. Jacob's sons became the 12 tribes of Israel. So another name of Jacob is Israel. God actually changed his name to Israel. And so knowing that Jacob had 12 sons and knowing that the Messiah is going to come through Jacob, how do we know which one of the 12 sons that became the 12 tribes the Messiah is going to come through? Well, the Lord specified. He said that the Messiah would come through Jacob's son, Judah, through the tribe of Judah. And so we pick up our study from the book of Beersheba, Genesis, chapter 49, verse 10. Hear the word of God. The scepter, the scepter is the ruling rod. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until Shiloh, and Shiloh was a coder for Messiah until Shiloh comes and to him shall be the obedience of the people. It's incredible how much revelation about the reality of a Messiah God gave Israel. Of course, our world today, many are not looking for a Messiah. But when we go back to the ancient way into the good path, the father was very specific that he was going to send a redeemer, a Messiah to the world in whom Jesus came to bring that prophecy to fruition. As we pick up now in the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament, to look for this fulfillment of the Messiah coming through Judah's line, we're going to the book of Revelation, chapter 5, verse 5. Hear the word of God. John is observing the scene in heaven. And the scroll was there, and unfortunately, John was weeping because no one was found worthy to open the scroll. But then suddenly, someone appears to open that scroll that was found worthy. Who was that? It was the lion from the tribe of Judah. It was Messiah that came through Judah's line. And so we read there in Revelation 5, 5. And one of the elders said to me, again, John is speaking, stop weeping. Behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome so as to open the book and its seven seals. This prophecy leads us right into the next prophecy. We know now that the Messiah was coming through the tribe of Judah. The lion from the tribe of Judah was found worthy to open the scroll. But as we continue further down, we know that in the tribe of Judah, many people had been born. And so the Lord gives us further clarity by telling us it would be from the family of David who came forth from the tribe of Judah. That was actually mentioned in the previous scripture that I read. It was from the line from the tribe of Judah, from the family of David. And so we look now 
Moving ahead to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, verses number 14 and 15, where we read these words. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good word which I have spoken concerning the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch of David to spring forth and he will execute justice and righteousness on the earth. So again, the funnel keeps on narrowing, right? The tribe of Judah, now many families have been coming out of the line of Judah, but the Lord identifies which family Messiah will be birthed into the world through, and that was the family of David. And Yeshua identifies himself with David in the New Testament more than any other figure in the Hebrew Bible. In this verse in Jeremiah, King David had already come and gone. In other words, Jeremiah's writing took place after David lived. But Jeremiah speaks here prophetically, and he says that one is gonna come who is called the righteous branch of David. And this one that's coming, this righteous branch of David, is the Messiah. And so when Yeshua came into the world, the New Testament made it very clear how Yeshua was fulfilling all these prophecies. And David, once again, associated by Yeshua himself with himself, for example, just one of the many examples in which this happens is found in Revelation verse, uh, chapter number 22, verse number 16. Jesus is speaking and he says this, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. What's going on here? Jesus is in a very intentional way showing, beloved ones, how he fulfilled the ancient Hebrew scriptures, how he was the offspring of David, how he came from Isaac and Jacob, how he came from the tribe of Judah, we just read in Revelation 5.5, how he came from the family of David. You see, when we understand how Yeshua fulfills messianic prophecy. And when we are truly convinced that the God of Israel is the one true God, it will cause our faith to become rock solid. We will, as a result of this, become bold witnesses and convinced in our own faith. I want to encourage you to continue to study messianic prophecy with me. I'm just touching on the surface of a book that I just released called Messianic Prophecy Revealed. I don't promote many things, but I think this is so ABC, nuts and bolts, foundational teaching that the church needs. I would encourage you, beloved ones, to get the book. It's critical, it's important. Many people treat messianic prophecy superficially or not at all, but I'm saying today, it's very important that you and I get it because it will prepare us to stand firm in the Lord during these last days in which we're living. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and to purchase a copy of Messianic Prophecy Revealed, just head on over to our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. 
And while you're online, be sure to take a look at all the free messianic content and resources that we have available just for you. You'll find articles and videos on our website, and we even have a dedicated page on the biblical feast and holidays that run throughout the year. So please take a few moments to see what's available. Then if you're looking for ways to expand your influence this year, would you consider financially supporting us or even becoming a monthly partner? We're always looking for friends who want to stand in the gap with us and pray for our team as well. Now here is Rabbi once again to share more about how you can help the ministry. Do you know, in a sense, we're all missionaries. We oftentimes think of a missionary as somebody that travels to a foreign land to preach the gospel. But beloved, we're all missionaries in the sense that the Lord has given each and every one of his followers a mission. He said this to the church, go out and preach the gospel to all creation, making disciples of all nations. Some people like myself have an open door to reach people through media in such a way that the Lord calls upon those that don't have huge platforms to support those that do. Paul said we should support men that go out for the sake of the truth. Beloved, if you believe in me, and you think this ministry is authentic, I wanna ask you to financially support us with your tithes and offerings. We're able to lift up the banner of King Jesus and proclaim his soon return all over the world because of people that love him like you that are supporting this ministry. So simply, if you believe in what we're doing, you wanna see the gospel preached and be a fellow worker with the truth, would you lift up your heart and ask him how he would like you to participate in giving to this ministry. To support this ministry with a gift of any amount, visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give us a call. One of our team members will be happy to speak with you. So just dial 800-777-7835. And you know, we are truly so grateful for your voluntary financial gifts and prayers. And we can't thank you enough for valuing Rabbi's teaching and wanting to see this ministry thrive not only in your local area, but all around the world. And to send your gift in the mail, you can write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan 49228. As a token of our appreciation for your financial gifts, we'll send you the latest copy of our newsletter that's full of additional content, the latest updates, and there's even a letter from Rabbi's wife, Cynthia, along with a select audio CD of Rabbi's Message of the Month. And if you would like to stay connected with Rabbi in a more personal way, you can also subscribe to Rabbi's text messages. Rabbi texts when he feels led by the Lord to share a message of hope or encouragement. Sign up right now or learn more when you visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also subscribe by texting the keyword rabbi to the number 88777. And right now, let's wrap up today's message with a special blessing. Here again is Rabbi Schneider. The ironic blessing in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, is not a blessing that comes from an impersonal being out there somewhere in the heavens. This special blessing comes from a person, Yahweh, God Almighty, our creator and maker. So receive God's blessing into your life right now. Yahweh, 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 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains how Yeshua was crafted within the pages of Scripture. That's Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.